Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, here we go. Let's do this one, Ash. It's been a little while again. It's been a long time. been a long time. Lots happened in the world of professional wrestling. This is the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up. We are TMOF Wrestling. This is TMOF Wrestling Podcast, didn't you know? I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know? We've got so much to go through, so little time. Yeah, there is so little time. Clash at the Castle is around the corner. Uh, your hosts for the show today. It's me, Ash. I am Russ. Thank you, everybody, for joining. If you're a returning listener, thank you very much. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy this one. We're going to go through um, a lot of news. There is a lot of news oh, um, yeah. at the moment, isn't there? So we're going to go through that. We're going to go through our predictions for Clash at the Castle and for AW All Out. You want to do any others? You said about Worlds well, Collide. Worlds Collide, if you, if you, but we'll see how long we've got time for <laughs> we'll see how we get on um i mean where, where, where do you want to start then i mean what a roller coaster this has been so far so i mean we, we've kind of to put things into perspective aw i was saying this earlier on but aw's kind of gone from being the um the favorite child if you will, of the family. Mm-hmm. And WWE once was the favourite child, once was the only child, until the younger brother AEW came along. And, you know, WWE got itself into drugs, crime, you know, really doing bad stuff. And it's turned his life around now. And now parents are really proud of WWE. And all of a sudden, AEW is getting a bit jealous. And now AEW has gone off to do horrible things just for a bit of attention. In a roundabout way, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's um... kind of how I see it. So... It's it's a big. It feels like a huge one eighty since the announcement of. Um, well, I mean, trace it back to Vince McMahon uh, announcing his retirement. Really, it kind of it kind of has since Vince left, and now Tony comes like, oh, I'm the longest running CEO of a company, wrestling, and <laughs> now he's become the Vince McMahon of rest of AEW. Seems like. Well, I mean, yeah, there's probably a way to look at it that way. I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, drama happening in AEW at the moment. So I, do you want to start with the drama of AEW? Do you want to kind of go between, you know, this is almost like um, the show might almost come across a bit like a WWE versus AEW now, um, particularly this episode, just because of the stark contrast now between the two shows and it's absolutely mad i i genuinely just didn't imagine we would be here no and praising wwe for what you i gotta admit i think at the moment seems to be the better oiled machine it feels like the monday night wars when nitro had the 83 week in a row and all of a sudden wwe raw had better ratings and then that pushed them up to the top it feels a little bit like that, but in a different way. You know what I mean? It's. I think so. I, I think though, what we probably need to establish more than anything, which we can't establish, unfortunately, is how much of the drama in AEW is a work and how much is is probably true to life. So, um, one particular drama we'll probably start with then is the Eddie Kingston Sammy Guevara incident yeah um wherein backstage eddie kingston allegedly knocked him out well beat him up Did beat a him fight. Up? I, I thought it was he threw a punch and then they got in a scuffle but because he threw the punch they suspended him for two weeks 
Because they were they were going to have a match at All Out. Yes. Which doesn't seem to be on the cards now. No. Kingston Kingston is, but Guevara not just yet. He probably is in the. So is that match. really a punishment for Eddie then? Well, the fact they gave him Ishii. Well, he gets yeah, but he still gets a match. He gets match a match in, pre-show. But what's what's Guevara going to do? Like I said, he'd probably be in a battle royal for the or whether the ladder matches. So how did it all come about? How did these two end up scrapping? Well, apparently, because they were feuding, and um, Sammy called um, Eddie Fat in a promo. In a promo, and I guess they have to give him permission to say things like that. I guess interesting. I don't know if it's quite the same over in AEW actually, but um, I don't know really on that one. You know, like if that's, uh, it, I think there's more to it, isn't there? There's you, there's these reports coming out that Sammy apparently um, is difficult to work with. Is that kind of what they're saying? Apparently so. Which mm. maybe it's the been the younger guy type thing not respecting the veteran because Eddie Kingston's been going for a long time longer than you probably think he has uh, it is a long time I think it's been pretty well documented how long he's been in the business for and that AEW is his big breakout kind of um, he had time company. and he had time and impact but impact weren't what they were say like a few years before he came in well it's it's a bit strange. So apparently, so um, Eddie Kingston released a statement sometime after, didn't he, saying that it was he was wrong and unprofessional. Um, and I think it was a lengthy response. Was it on Twitter or something? I think it might yeah. have been. Um, and I think he spoke to Fightful Select uh, about the, the reason behind the altercation. And it does seem to be that it was because he was called fat on the air. Yeah, I mean, I... Apparently, he said that he didn't want that to be said, and I think that's what the issue is. So, I don't think it's necessarily the fact that Sammy had said it; it was the fact that he had said it after Eddie Kingston had said he didn't want him to say it. Is it kind of like the Shawn Michaels Hogan SummerSlam two thousand five, where you? It's fine to say this stuff, but after you do say this stuff, I'm not happy with it. Mm. But I don't think that I don't think that promo there did it. The Sammy calling Eddie fat. I don't know if it is necessarily that Eddie had told him or, or not. I, d- I don't know. I think what Sammy, I think Sammy, I, th- I think I might have got it right. I think Sammy may have been the one to speak out on Fightful. I can't remember which way around it is, but I think Sammy had essentially said that he hadn't gone to Tony Khan or anybody in AW to say that he didn't want it said. And um, he describes his own character as an asshole persona. So, um, uh, I don't know. Is it Sammy just playing a character, though? Uh, what, backstage, when no one can see it, unless it's being the elite? No, but it was a promo, though, wasn't it? Like, it was in character. Was it, it was, it, it was it an pro- in-character promo. But is it a promo to the... It, well, it doesn't really matter, but was it to the crowd promo? Was it a backstage promo? Doesn't matter. I, I doesn't matter. Rem- well, it doesn't matter anyway, does it? I'm not... I'm not you know, jump into Sammy's defence or anything like that. I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think um, Corning Kingston Fat really does much for the angle anyway. You know, there's a lot more that they could be doing to build on it. But it, uh, 
I don't know. It's it's a bit it's a bit weird, but you're right. Eddie gets suspended, um, albeit no, for a shorter amount of which, time, which no one knew about until like it came out in the last week or two. Yeah, and then because it made me think. Well, he's him go because he got got called fat. Remember when Scott Stone said it about Samoa Joe multiple times? Imagine if Scott Stone and Samoa Joe got in a fight because of that kind of thing. I yeah. I don't know. Again, though, I suppose it just depends on each individual and it's, how that makes them. I don't know. I, I don't know. And it's also could this could they still have a feud down the line? Could Guevara cost Kingston the match all out? Would uh, we find out? It depends if they're going to be able to work together. I think, isn't it? I mean, if, well, if, if they're... it's another Punk, um, Guevara, not Guevara. Um, Cabana's type situation. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's very different. No, but I mean like how they can't be in the same like room or like they can't... Or company, as as it seems to be. And that probably leads us into Punk. Uh, Punk's another one that um, has been under the drama spotlight recently as well for more reasons than one, actually. So um, it had come out uh, recently with a promo that Punk opened up Dynamite with. Dynamite or Rampage? It was Dynamite. It was a week after he came back. So he sits in the ring and apparently nobody knew he was going to do this and allegedly went into business for himself and he cuts this promo. In short, really blindsiding Hangman Adam Page, Mm -hmm. um, calling him out, letting the crowd and, you know, wait for it. Crowd starts booing Hangman because he doesn't come out. Of course, Hangman's not going to come out. He's not there. Um, But Punk then kind of goes into this, you know, like, here's a bit of advice that you should take on board. Um, the apology should be louder than the um, than the action or something like it was that, something wasn't like it? That, yeah. It was It was something along those lines. And I think there was a lot of different things reading into there, where apparently this all stems back to their angle when they was, you know, go, they had the angle for the title leading up to Double or Nothing's main event match, and, you know, Punk takes title off of him. And in one of the promos, Hangman... Um, says something about you like I'm going to save AEW from you um, because of what you're capable of with this company and apparently that threw Punk off now this is what they're saying okay so it throws Punk off he didn't know that was coming it's a bit of a weird one because Punk's still a baby face Hangman's a baby face yet Hangman's talking to him like he's not a baby face and I know we'll come to it because you've got your um, your own opinion on that Ash of whether or not Punk really is the baby face Etc. Yeah. But the but the idea of it, the, the shoot element of it, is that Punk had gone into a business for himself to um, give Hangman a receipt on air. Nobody knew it was going to happen. Made him look silly, and um, then he kind of goes off and you know starts building up for the, the Moxie stuff. But Punk also um, went on air. I think was it the week after that or two weeks after that, and delivers this other promo. Oh, it's the same promo. Oh, it's in the same promo, yeah. is it? Oh, of course, yeah. With the same promo with then putting down Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, saying you're not the best Eddie I've ever been in the ring with. You're not the best Kingston I've ever shared a locker room with. You're not, you know, and it, <laughs> really putting Eddie down. And it's be, I, I, is it, I think is it because the angles that he's had with them, they've all kind of done that same thing where they've been like, no, Punk's a snake, basically, and that um, he's in this for the money, he doesn't care about it. He's going to be a toxic guy in the back and blah, blah, blah. Is is that what it is? Because from 
some some of the stuff that Hangman I think may have come out with, I think may have come out with, um, is that it's because obviously they're all, you know the elite guys are really close with Colt. Yeah, because they saved him, they saved him from getting fired. Right. So apparently that you know Punk doesn't want Colt anywhere near him and and everything like that. And that's since Punk you know came back to wrestling and joined All Elite um, in August last year. That's been a year already. Nice. Since since he, he went to you know since he went to all elite wrestling, Colt Cabana really has been like nowhere to be seen. So he is still under contract, but under the Ring of Honor one. Yeah, but because Ring of Honor hasn't got a TV deal yet, or Rampage is he's not been on Rampage. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's even been on Dark or Dark Elevation. So, so he gets so he gets no airtime, nothing really. And I don't know because the part of it, you know because you always have to take stuff with such a huge grain of salt with wrestling, don't you? Because like you don't know how much of it is works and how much isn't you know so i, I just don't know because if this ties into your theory of him actually secretly being the heel all along yeah which i said on this show when moxley went in the rehab and punk did a promo about moxley i said he's going to turn heel it said it felt it, it felt like a heel turn but you know how aw build things and then Go remember that thing I did six months ago or a year ago. Well, it's now coming up now. It's that slow build, yeah. like very slow build. Yeah, I. That's what I mean. I, I I think maybe there is some weight to it, and I and I wouldn't mind it if it was, but it's it's a bit awkward because it's all sort of coming out at a time where WWE feels so hot and fresh again that it doesn't put AEW as a company in in a good light. But then, you know. Maybe we're just at that point though, where like your hardcores are your hardcores now. Like if you've got one that will only support one company and not the other, they're they're going to be firmly within them camps. And then you've got the, you know most people that are just happy to enjoy wrestling no matter where it comes from, as long as it's good. Yeah. And I always maintained WWE was not for me for such a long time. These last few weeks have done a, a really really good job of grabbing my intrigue again, and pulling me back in because it does feel like a very new fresh content um and it feels like a really new fresh product in terms of what we're seeing like i do feel like we are taking a different direction with it and it it seems more positive and i like that stuff and i don't necessarily always like the drama and stuff that goes on you know in these kind of situations whether it's worked or not sometimes like let's just do it on the tv yeah you know uh, which i guess some of it was but then Punk's not alone in this either, because Thunder Rosa is also um, under the the scope as well for what you're calling the the Shawn Michaels job. Yeah, um, well, it's just it, it, the fact that she's got this heat because she broke Jamie Hayter's nose, and then and this, a, this was some time ago. It was about a week or two ago, and then a week later, a week like I said, a week or two later, she's got this back injury out of nowhere. No one, no one knew about. And she was going to drop the title, apparently. Yeah, I was to going Tony to say. Storm. So wasn't that what the so dropping it to Tony Storm was going to be? Uh, why you think she's she's dodging it? Yeah. She's lost her smile. Well, the fact that she's lost her back once again. AEW have a champion who's injured, but instead of vacating it, no, we do the interim because we're we're doing what real sports do. I think interim to have three interim champions in under a year is a bit much. I've got to be honest; it is a bit much. But it's every title now. 
every single cycle, apart from obviously uh, the well, the All Atlantic, of course, has that. It hasn't happened there, and it hasn't happened with the TBS. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah. By the time we do few, this, got a few months left. By the time we do this, Pac's injured and Jay's injured, so let's do interim titles. Let's not put injuries on people. That's no, nice. but you know what? You know what happens whenever, like, um, a big podcast comes out. Yeah, you know, something happens always. But the, the the stuff with Thunder Rosa then, so like then all this stuff comes out back. So so what what was Britt saying about Thunder Rosa? Well, she's been because during a match Thunder Rosa had with uh, Maria, is it Maria Shafir? It's Shafir, isn't it? The one who's um, who's part of the NXT four women. Four yeah. Women. So another match where apparently Thunder Rosa <coughs> sandbags her. And then Brett Breaker goes, gives her a sandbag, and oh, you sandbag people! And then Thunder Rosa the next week wears a sandbag shirt, which is a stupid idea to do because you're basically well, saying you're unsafe. This isn't the I don't know if that's unsafe. It's just unprofessional, well, right? A little way, yeah. And this isn't the only time that the sandbagging thing sort of come up either, because of the no, stuff with um, Ivelisse. Yeah, wasn't that like a year ago? A couple of years ago, I think yeah. that was during the. I'm pretty sure that was during the pandemic, you know, the empty arena shows. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, and apparently Brit and Funner have not got on at all. I, you're always, I think you're always going to get that in these types of environments, you know, like the, the, the backstage camaraderie with everybody's all happy, smiley, everyone loves each other. But that's the thing. It was never going to last forever. Every time, like, after a big show or something like, oh, the locker room is the best ever... No problems. And then, was it, um, he even did Ray Phoenix um, when um, he broke his arm. Which one? Oh, the, um, that was in the tag match, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault, but, but apparently I... Remember, that was with Luchasaurus. And, yeah. I think it was Luchasaurus in the move, wasn't it? It was yeah. like a choke slam through the table or something. or a... Yeah, when, it, when it's things like that, no problems. But, oh, you're saying shit about someone because they didn't... Because they say something about you. And now the rock room's in discontent. A bit uh, weird. And then but, WWE is like, Vince McMahon goes and like, it's the best rock room ever. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I think you only get kind of like the, the picture that you're being presented. And I'm sure backstage at AEW, it's not all doom and gloom. And I'm sure backstage at WWE, it's not all everybody's happy, smiley faces. Like that, it's unrealistic to think that it's it's all one way or the other. You do hear things about like I'm not happy with my character, or you get people like. Um, but you're I, always always going to have that. I think you're always going to have that, no matter what company you're in, because you can't possibly put every single person on TV at the same time, giving them exactly what they want and giving them everybody a big angle. I think what people seem to forget is that one of the things that was crushing WCW, one of the many things that was crushing WCW in the two thousand in, in the year 2000. I was going to say the 2000s, but that was being really kind. Very. Because it was just one year of it. But <laughs> Well, one year and three months. And three months. But one of the things that was really crushing it was the, the, the booking of trying to put everybody into an angle. Like everybody was trying, like it was just, it was trying to ham fist everybody into something. So whatever angles was going on, like I get it, it on paper it kind of makes it sounds like it's quite good, you know, everybody gets something to do. But then if you look at the contrast between that and the attitude era, yeah. Almost everybody on the roster in the attitude era was involved in something. Yeah. 
but they wasn't heavily involved in something. Not really. And it wasn't always very good stuff. If anything, people from the Attitude Era could have kicked and moaned about their characters the whole time. But it wasn't. It was it was the getting on TV and and it's the same in WCW, you know. You they know they just wanted to be on TV, but it didn't make the product any better. It made it too much. So you can't do that. Like you do need to take time sometimes you need a break from certain characters, i.e. MJF, so that when they do come back in and we do get them back again, we're gonna it, you appreciate it all the more and then it feels like a nice fresh change again. Sometimes that rotation of having those stars in and out is a good thing. Well, I'd, I've always said I'd rather have rather see people like Brock Lesnar, not every week, but when he's a champion, people moan because he's not there every week. Same with Roman. They don't want to see him every week. It makes him more special. I think, yeah, especially the actual wrestling element of it. And again, that's what works for MJF is that, you know, when MJF wrestles, it feels like a bigger deal because he does it on the big shows or it will be the occasional dynamites here and there, which then makes that dynamite feel like a bigger deal. So... It, it absolutely works and the thing is like you, you can't escape that not everybody is always going to be happy all the time no. that's just not real life but the punk situation seemed to take another turn because of course it you know we were building towards punk and moxley unified championships who's the champion of champions etc for all out and um all of a sudden after that promo just randomly later on in the night it was just quickly shouted out by Excalibur, as he does when he kind of runs down the next week's matches for Dynamite. Oh, yeah, and we're going to do this match next week. A WCW move. And that was really weird, really strange. And then that, of course, then sparks all of this debate is, oh, what's happened with Punk? Because it's already going around with, oh, is Punk threatening to leave? Has Punk threatened to walk? You know, what's what's going on? And then this is why I think there's got to be an element of work there somewhere, because... Then the actual match happens, doesn't it, the next week, and Punk is absolutely squashed. Yeah. In, what, three minutes? If that. If that. Lands a kick, sells the foot. The story is that he's come back too early. He's either rebroken the foot or whatever it is that he's done. Moxie then capitalises like a shark smelling blood, hits some moves, hits the, uh, I guess it's the Death Rider. Yeah, I thought when I saw it he did a double underhook suplex. A lot of them do look like that because of the way they take yeah, the bump. Yeah, because I thought, I'm sure it's meant to be the DDT, but yeah, it just looks like a butterfly suplex. But yeah. Um, Picks up the win and he is the, the champion. And it was super, super quick. And it was middle of the card. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of this, I, it's it's got to be deliberate. A lot of this has got to be deliberate. I, I can't yeah, see I, it I, 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 don't, I don't see it as punk walking because like, like punk walks away from anything, eh? That was so... Uh, the sass on that was well, unreal. Because that's it. That's like... um. I can't believe you just said that. Because it, it made me think. <laughs> Didn't Punk complain about coming back from an injury like from w, when WWE needed him? Like, like too soon. Too soon. Yeah. And what's he, what's he doing? Coming back from an injury too soon. Yeah, but it's a bit kayfabe-wise, isn't kind it? Kind of. That's what I mean. It's going to be kayfabe-wise. But it's, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's going to be a word. And have they done the same thing with Kenny Omega? So Kenny, I, Kenny is obviously back. Yeah, that's yeah. news. Um, I, something just feels off about it. I like the fact he's not wrestling in like the in like traditional gear because he's still probably injured. But and the six man does help the, the trios if you want to go by that. It does help because it does protect protect him. 
Than not having to wrestle like twenty minute matches on his own. Yeah, but it, it does it does feel weird. But then they, he's teased this match with Osprey, which I mean, let's be honest, that really will be if we're gonna go there, then that really is gonna be one hell of a match. Which could have easily been all out on its own. And, just but like you said, if he's or if he's not feeling a hundred percent yet, then maybe that's not the right time to do it. I mean, we're gonna get it tonight in a way, because it's the their trios match, the Elite versus United, it's United Empire, isn't it? United Empire, yeah. So yeah, in a, in a way, spoiler alert: Dave Meltzer gave it nine stars. <laughs> yeah, is that your prediction? Well, it must be because he loved Osprey's match last week. He gave that five star. I mean, it's, it was good, but it felt like Osprey doing his um, greatest hits, but with different. It was like the Ricochet match, but with um, uh, Phoenix instead. Yeah. Osprey's very high octane and he's got a great style and I I, I do like Will Osprey a lot. Um and him and him and a hundred percent Omega is you know a match of the year candidate waiting to happen, isn't it, potentially? So yeah. but um there, there's a lot. It's not all doom and gloom in AEW, don't get me wrong. Like there's there's plenty of good stuff going on. They've actually put on some pretty solid shows week to oh, week. Yeah, it's not like this. I've not seen I've the trouble is is I've fallen out of of, of them a little bit I've been quite busy so I'm, I'm catching what I can um, but they do seem very solid week to week yeah it's not like it's like the worst wrestling show of all time it's it's just that WWE have got their act together now and it's possibly one or two weeks Dynamite is the best show of the week since th- since, since all this thing with spins and Triple H taking out has happened and that's probably the thing, isn't it? Is that because of how poor sounds like a really bad word, but like again, I suppose you've got to talk from like a personal perspective. But like, because of how poorly uh, presented I felt felt WWE's been for such a long time, at least for me, um, you know that when they do make these changes, like look at Raw, how bad Raw has been for so long, yeah. right? So then when you start actually getting consecutive Raws that are actually good it makes you take more notice because it's such a drastic change. Whereas sometimes that can be, I suppose, an issue where, you know, if Dynamite is usually a, a solid show week to week, that, you it, you know, it take, it's going to take a lot more to make one of them stand out, if that makes sense. Mm. It's almost like sometimes you need a little bit of a run of maybe a couple of weeks of a, of a poor showing just so that then you can have that good one to like be like, oh, yeah. That was good, and you appreciate it more. Again, I don't know. It's that's like the psychology behind some stuff, isn't it? But you know, you're right. WWE has has come out of the gate since the the Triple H and Vince stuff and everything like you know since Hunt has taken it all over from the creative aspect. It's it's come out of the gate swinging. We're seeing guys come back that had been released before. We're seeing, I guess, Hunter's crew. Yeah, it's, slowly coming it's back NXT, into the fold. NXT Raw. Yeah. Oh, well, and SmackDown to a degree. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about a quick run through of who's been coming back. So, Carrion Cross with Scarlet. Yeah. In what I thought, not I, I saw not everybody liked this. I liked it. But him coming out with Scarlet, trashing Drew McIntyre, instantly asserting himself as a main event player, waiting for the outcome of this Drew and Roman match. And then over on Raw, you've got other stuff happening because you've got Kevin Owens, who looks like he's kind of going back with the prize fighter. Yeah. And. He looks like he's hanging about in the wings. You've got Austin Theory, who's got his first name back, along with Matt Riddle. You've got Austin Theory, 
who's still money in the bank and still could pose some sort of threat. Um, you know, and, and on top of all of that as well, the Sami Zayn stuff and how that might play oh, into br- things. That's brilliant. It's working so well. And this this organic turn back to a baby face where I think Sami Zayn could get that that original pop that he, he that original kind of love that he used to get. It's not it wasn't just a pop, it was love yeah. from the crowd in NXT. And you don't see that type of reaction to people all that often. You know, I'd say, you know, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, mm-hmm. um, people that are just natural baby baby faces that people love. And Rey Mysterio, I think, has like maintained it a lot through the years, but it grows into more of a respect because of, you know, how long he's been in the business and how well he still performs and what he does in the ring at his age of how long he's been doing it for is incredible. But Sami Zayn is one of those, he's he's a really he's good, he's a natural baby face. He's done a great job as a heel, but it feels like this is the right time to move him out. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's it's working so well. And WWE have got this good thing at the moment now with Raw and SmackDown where they, they've got these integrated stories happening on Raw, on SmackDown. Things are happening now week to week that make sense. They're leading into other things. There are, you know, you're seeing backstage segments where you're watching one thing and then in the background, it's like finding Easter eggs of, oh, there's a bin on fire, Dexter Loomis. Oh, a hand. There's a hand. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, that sort of stuff is great television. Mm. It's going to be a hell of a job for them to keep that up week to week, though. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not jumping on it to try and put it down already. But look what happened on Raw this week. Yeah. You know, the they crowned the, the winners for the women's tag team titles. Yeah. Which a lot of people a, didn't like it. Yeah, it was a bit surprising, but... Because you didn't... Did you... We've been... It's a bit strange that they brought this new team in of uh, the Kurt Kai and EO Sky, which still sounds weird. feels weird to say. Kurt Kai, EO Sky. Yeah, after what Bailey did the week after they debuted. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and apparently the reason why Raquel and... Um, Aaliyah won because they're high on Raquel, which I'm not surprised. Yeah, great talent, but I just don't think we should be jumping on on that. You know, so I, you can't just turn on the the thing for me as a whole. And this might it might come across quite bad, and it's it certainly isn't everybody, obviously, but wrestling the wrestling fan base as a whole can be such a toxic environment. Oh, yeah. Like it really, really can. And we're doing a podcast and we can talk shit and we can, you know, we can put our opinions across and maybe, we, you know, maybe I come across negative about certain things. Maybe Ash might come across negative. But at the same time, like, I, th- I think, you know, like, we're also, I think we're old enough to also kind of, you know, we're... we're it's just wrestling in a day, like we and we love wrestling, but it is just wrestling. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't rule your lives. Like, you don't get that upset about it. Don't don't get angry about stuff that doesn't go your way. It's just wrestling at the end of the day, isn't it? Right. And yes, it's frustrating when you want you put, invest time into things and you want things a certain way, and maybe it doesn't go that way. But that is some. That's the beauty of storytelling. Sometimes, isn't it? Right. Like. You need to have certain things happen because, again, when the things happen that you do want to happen eventually happen, it makes it all the worth it because the weight was, you know, the weight made you want that more. 
And the reason that was difficult, admittedly, during previous WWE is because you wasn't you didn't get payoffs. And I feel like we are getting payoffs now. Triple H obviously wants them to be tag champions for a reason. He's obviously going to have a plan. I think we just have to trust that. And I'm sure it's going to work out great. Look at NXT. And when things wasn't going well in NXT, like, and I mean like the golden era of yeah. NXT, you know, when things wouldn't quite work out there, he would change things up. Yeah, he did. He would change things up. So, I, I just think it's too soon to jump on it and be like, don't like it. Don't like it. Nothing's changed. And I see, I see some of that. And I just think it, it gets really toxic. And there's just really no need for it. Enjoy the ride. Just enjoy the ride now. And if you don't like it, again, you don't have to watch it. No. <laughs> it's just one of those. Because who's to say in the next six months or so that we'll be back where it was before the changeover? Exactly. There is nothing to say that. And, and you it... don't want to be negative, but you can't guarantee... Look at how hot and fresh AW was. That's what I said at the start of the show. Everybody was... Well, not everybody, but you no. know what I mean. Like the grand... Uh, you know, a very, a very big uh, majority of wrestling fans and even lapsed wrestling fans jumped onto AEW, hitched it to that wagon and went, this is my company now because they know what I want and they're going to deliver for real wrestling fans. And now all of a sudden we're seeing that big shift in, yeah, but WWE's the new hot toy again now. But it also feels like the first sign of trouble AEW have had and it's the end of the run, end of the road. Exactly, because people, to be honest, I do... It's a, it's a whole other conversation, I think. But we live in an age now where attention spans are so much less than they used to be, right? Like, yeah. they just are. And people don't have the patience for stuff anymore. That isn't just in wrestling. That's That, that stems for films. That stems for TV. That even stems across music. Like... You know, a lot of a lot of mainstream albums, they're not going to be hitting an hour, an hour long because it's the attention span of people now. Yeah, it's just how things are, and I just think we're in an age where people, if it, people want things and they want it so quick, and the second something else comes up that catches their eye, that's it. They're gone. They're out, and they and they'll move on to something else. And that's why I 100% believe six months, a year time, it will be the same thing again. WWE won't be the hot thing anymore and it will be something else. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if the competition between AEW and WWE is just you know pushing each other to excel their weekly shows week to week. That's great for wrestling fans because you're going to get, you know no matter what side of the fence you're on, you're going to get great wrestling, right? Yeah, because you know if... Because um, if All Out is as good as it was last year... Yeah, and it was bloody good last year. It's going to be... Oh, it, we didn't doubt AEW for one second. Because the one thing that's always has happened... It's basically been a WWE thing where... Leading up to a pay-per-view, or uh, whatever, the premier live event... <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a premier... Well, they call, they're calling it wrestling again, so... They are saying wrestling but a lot. I don't think pay-per-view is the way, because it's not pay-per-view anymore. But a premier live event... The, the cards sometimes have not been the best, but the show have been amazing. And AEW have done... They're starting to do that now, where the, you go, the card has been a bit hit and miss, or last minute, when they announce a card like the week before the show, for Door. Yeah. And then it's like, 
Although, although, just to touch on that, that the, the Forbidden Door stuff wasn't quite all there. For, I mean, that, that it was it right. just seemed cursed at one point because whether it was travel problems or injuries, matches were being changed left and right, or other companies not allowing their yeah wrestlers. exactly. There there were so many other factors that that came into play. It's it's difficult. You you know, you can't. It, it's it's hard to really sort of put all of that onto like into one basket and I say that actually, there was one fault there. But I'm actually surprised that. Death Triangle got to face United King uh, United Empire because the history that Triple A and New Japan have got it's not a good one. Well, and that's why it's nice to see that sort of stuff, isn't it? But again, you need to be sort of more in the know to know what's going on. And I th- I think that's what a lot of really hardcore fans really enjoy about AEW is that people that are following um, things a lot more closely behind the scenes will get those inside references like the um, uh, that talent meeting that mandatory talent meeting that was held yeah recently and referenced I think in one of the acclaims you know um, rap promos as they're coming out to the ring well it, but not, not everybody's gonna get that because not everybody does look at all of that sort of stuff. And that's fine, you know, if you don't get it, you don't get it. And if you do, that's great. You feel like you're being rewarded for, you know. But one, one thing that always does make me laugh a little bit is that, you know, that the rest, wrestlers particularly will say, you know, our fans, they don't know shit. You will talk all this crap and, you know, you don't know what goes on behind the curtain, blah, blah, blah. But then they cater to those very same people, <laughs> you know, with, with certain elements of the product. So, like, you know, you got to make your mind up which one you want at the end of the day. Like, do you want people following the dirt sheets? Do you not want them following it? Because if you don't want them following it, then don't reference stuff, behind the scenes stuff so much. Yeah. You know, I guess. Like, I don't know. But AEW has... What people need to remember is AEW is still such a very young company. And Tony Khan is already obviously a, a successful businessman. Well, his dad is. is what well, his dad very much is, yeah. But he, Tony is a successful he businessman. He is. He's obviously he's made very successful business decisions. But he is still very, very new to being a professional wrestling booker, right? To being a promoter. And he's still taking all of that on himself. And what you were saying about that he's the new Vince McMahon, that's the only thing. And that that's always been a problem, is that he could be in danger of being that one day. Because Vince McMahon wasn't always this version of Vince McMahon. Vince no. McMahon is the guy that actually shaped professional wrestling into what we know it as now. It's so, and that's what I mean about these attention spans. Like so easy to forget that. Yes, obviously the guy doesn't seem like he's a very good guy. He's obviously done a lot of shady stuff. Tell right? me, tell me a billionaire that isn't. Well, uh, there's a good point to be honest. It's... But <laughs> you know, give it a couple of years. President McMahon. President McMahon. Which one? Vince. It won't oh, be Stephanie, will it? The presidential, the presidential certificate says McMahon, but it doesn't say Vince McMahon. It says Shane McMahon. Free, free cocaine for everybody. <laughs> I'm sure in some states. Um, no, look, I, I, I do. I just, I think one day Tony could be. You go on, I'm going on to a bit of a rant with it, but to, Tony could be. He could end up being in that if he doesn't. I think a more and I don't know what the actual the proper structure is there but I, st- I think it is kind of similar in terms of you know Tony has the final say on everything yeah. and Tony does still want to put the matches and stuff together but I, I think I'm not saying it needs to be the talent we don't want that um, duplication of WCW but I think you know having 
a team similar to WWE's in terms of that helps put matches together would greatly benefit. And if this is coming from people that have experience doing that successfully on a big level, like from WWE. And if there is creative control, that doesn't help either. I don't know how much people really... Yeah, but creative control is very broad. I think Jade's got it, which I don't know how, because she's only been in one company, really. But, it, but what is creative control? Because it's that's a broad term. It's usually, it's usually like... Because do, does, does everybody in AW have creative control to a degree? I don't know if everybody has it, but I'm sure like because they run the, really the Bucks and Kenny might have creative control. Which well, is no, it apparently, but it was it was said apparently they don't. Which if they don't, fine. But punk, but but does punk, I, but does everybody have creative control? What I mean is in the sense that they're able to say, look, I want to try something new here. I want to try this. Let me go and try it because. I mean, if you have... sometimes it feels like some of these big moments come literally out of nowhere. They don't have that thing like what you said, where something happened months ago, and then all of a sudden it's now relevant. And oh, that was a long-term build, whether it was actually or not, you know. But look at Ricky Starks, then, right? So yeah. Ricky Starks, it was literally just him and Hobbs, Team Taz. He's FTW champion. He's on the shelf for for a lot of the the time he spent there, unfortunately, due to injury. But then. He's having the the tag feud between um, you know himself and Hobbs against Keith Lee and Swerve. They're big heels. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and it was out of nowhere. It was. Right? Starks has his match. He retains the FDW title and goes. Do you know what? I can still go. I'll I'll, I'll keep going. And then what happens? Hook. Hook comes out. Amazing moment. Really cool. Hook obviously wins it, absolutely should have done, great pass of the torch, and then Starks cuts that absolute fire promo, which on its own would have been enough to be like, he's a face now, all of a sudden Starks is like, wow, Starks is, that's someone we should watch now, that's someone who means something on this show, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and then before you know it, Hobbs turns on him, now all of a sudden Hobbs is a massive deal, that was, how that how that went down was perfect. And I mean I do mean perfect. Like it Starks came out of it looking amazing. Hobbs came out of it looking amazing. Hook came out of it amazing. Mm-hmm. And these were members of Team Taz that I'd said for so long was the, the most pointless team, or at least one of at one stage, but they was the most pointless team at one stage in AEW. In that they, they they was just this floundering faction among so many other factions that didn't really mean anything in AEW. And now all of a sudden, the faction meant something, and then pff, and then the faction's gone, and it Literally, worked. Yeah. yeah, it was, but it worked, right? But you can't tell me that that it felt like there was a slow build towards that happening with Ricky Starks because I didn't see it. No, but it all just happened in one night. Well, one thing I've, I'm th- I think AEW do, does it more than WWE do, where they have someone turn heel or face. It feels like every week there's always a, a turn because they got so many people. It's like one week someone's a heel, next week they're a baby face. They felt like they hadn't done it yet, so we'll make Ricky Starks a face because he's that good at a promo. And he's, he's got the look of a star. He's got the look of a star and so I would say I'd say, they, I'd say combined they've got more of a star than probably the four pillars. Well, and, and that, but this is where it comes to like what I said before, there's that newer four pillars now. Where you can put probably Ricky Starks in there, you can probably put Hook in there. 
Um, I think you'd, you'd probably be putting. <laughs> I don't know. Dan Housen necessarily goes in there, but you know, you got Wheeler Utah. Um, but there's there's a lot of guys that you could probably put in there now. You know, Daniel Garcia is fast, yeah. fastly rising up there, and this is and and this is good, and people can't complain about that. This again, this is stars being made in AEW, and it, so it it is happening. But sometimes it it does feel like it happens quickly, and I don't know sometimes whether or not that's just you know how long that was in the works for, or if that's just a case of like, look, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this, whether it was Tony's idea, Ricky's idea, Hobbs, Taz. Arn Anderson, I whatever, right? The, the the fact is that Ricky still had to go out and deliver that and make you believe, and he did. Yeah. And everybody did their job perfect, and it was and it's brilliant. And now that is one of the matches I'm looking forward to most at All Out. Yeah, I just hope it's not. I, I hope it's given enough time, and it's not in between like a really good like. I hope it's not after the ladder match. You know how like matches after the ladder matches are the hardest to um, come back from because the crowd's probably spent. Yeah, and... You don't want to be in that awkward position. You want it to be in like... Or like if it was the in-between the between the tag... the, the uh, tag title trios in the main event. I know, I mean, I'm not saying it will be that close to the main event, but I'm just saying you want it to be in the perfect spot where no one's, no, no one's knackered and um, you get given enough time to be... to the crowd to get into it. I think that's why All Out last year worked so well as well because you know you had that Paul White and QT Marshall match and that was before the main event, wasn't it? Just before the main event, and obviously you know I didn't really care about the match. I didn't, but it was in a good spot in terms of you know you had that quick cool down before the main event, yeah. where which was a really you know I did I, it was a really good match, but it it was obviously very difficult to come back from that tag uh, cage match. Which um, probably was match of the year for AEW, um, but yeah, you do, you do need stuff like that. I think the only thing with AEW in that regard, though, is that, like you said, with the WWE ones now, right? So the premium live events is that uh, SummerSlam, which was the the last paper, the last premium live event they've done, and that was three and a half hours, I think, right? Yeah, and everything felt like it got a good amount of time, mostly. Um, obviously, Liv Morgan and Ronda was a quick affair, but um, but that was, that was only because Logan Paul was too long, right? But everything else did get a yeah. good amount of time. The thing with AEW is, I think their matches do get a good amount of time, but that's the problem with their pay per views for me is that they are just too long, and it's what I just I don't want to be sat there for four and a half hours plus watching one wrestling show. And that sounds probably a bit contradictory because I've just talked about, you know, attention spans now being shorter. But it's not that my attention spans got shorter for wrestling. It's that wrestling's trying to get longer for me. And as a child, as a kid, and as a teenager, I would have loved that. Yeah. But then I didn't have to get up for work and I didn't have chores and responsibilities and things that I had to do day to day. Right, so you don't you get less time in your day as an adult, and that's and I don't have kids, you know. So for people that have families and kids and stuff, it's it it's you you need to commit a lot of time to it. Yeah, poor Heath Slater. And he, yeah, how does he do anything with his hundred and fifty kids that Brock doesn't give a shit about? But you know what I mean, though, right? Like yeah. wrestling's gotten longer. A, a wrestling pay per view used to be three hours. 
Raw used to be two hours. NXT used to be one hour. Well, you know, things things have just gotten longer because content consumption has increased over the years with obviously the rise of the internet and everything else. And it's so much easier to put your, your stuff out there now. It's so easy to consume that content. You don't even need to watch full shows. You can watch snippets on YouTube. Yeah. You can watch things anywhere on social medias. It's just so much easier to watch it now. Well, you, you say snippets. Have you gone AEW's YouTube channel? They, they give spoilers. They do. All they the, do yeah. Every video is a spoiler. So why would I want to watch it? Well, that's their way of doing it, isn't I it? Guess. But it is. It's it's so much easier to watch things now that there's just so much of it. You 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 just, you can't watch all of it. But for one show, I just think four and a half hours is a bit much. I mean, in terms of WWE. Um, Dexter Loomis, of course, yeah, he's come back. I love the stuff they were doing with that. The little scene that he did with N- on NXT with uh, Indy Hartwell. That was good. Holding the doors and then closing the cops come in. It's like something in a film. Good production, done really well. Dexter Loomis is a really interesting character. Really like that character a lot. The thing about that segment with Indy was, when did they pre-record that? Because would that have been the first time he made an appearance? Because you know how they pre-record uh, NXT... Like two or three shows. Yeah, but they could have just. It might be in that same week when yeah, he came back it, the first time. It could have just been that. Because he got a decent pop on NXT. Yeah. Also, there, there are other names before coming back to like how we talk about there being people coming back. Hit Row have come back, but without Swerve. Hit Row have come back indeed. Yeah, so that was cool. And had, they're um, going into a, a straight away into a, an angle. Um, it seemed as though with um, who was it they went up against? I don't know if it, they were going to build an angle to it, or if it was just a match. But um, up on SmackDown, Max Dupree and his group. Yeah, the I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah, two completely different opposing types of team. Um, yeah, cool. Let's do it. It's it's new. It's different. Let's see what happens. Also, Tony came back, but you might have missed it. Was Sarah Logan? Sarah Logan technically is back, but is she back? Well, she did a thing yet because they did a Viking reun- funeral for the New Day. Yeah, which th- she was in. Which she's in, but I don't know if that would count as in... I don't think that's technically a return as of yet, no. but probably... I mean, we mentioned Karrion Cross, and we've well, been a bit all over the place, but they're, they're the biggest one... Yeah, I was going to say, was one we've missed. No, I was just saving until last. Johnny Wrestling. Gargano is back. And to be honest, that... Really isn't surprising with Triple H back in, in charge. And, and with Shawn Michaels being the assistant. Oh, of course, yeah. Shawn Michaels, that was the another big bit of news. He's like the, uh, really high up in WWE yeah, now. He's, 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 um, he's an executive talent something, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's it, it, something it, similar to like what Regal was doing in NXT, like scouting of, talent. Kind of. And I think he's like helping out Triple H as well with yeah. the creative. I think. I won't be wrong on that one. It's a, it's a hell of a team that he's got around him again now. And it does beg the question, like what we, we've said before on the show, but it does beg the question how many people might go back to WWE, not just the free agents, like the rumoured ones currently, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. Um, Velveteen Dream, oh wait, he can't. No, he's just been arrested. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's been. He, he got arrested for drug trafficking, one, and then he got arrested for um, stalking. I think breaking he, he, he had he had 
too much on him, I think, was, yeah, however, you know, how those things work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not just those people, not just the free agents, but people that have gone to the other companies. And that isn't just AEW, but that is Impact and everywhere else. Like, if Triple H can get them back in and, you know, people have worked under Triple H under NXT, like, you know, he could. He, he, he really could. So it's just a shame people like Adam Cole have another five years. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Adam Cole still potentially could have gone over there again because of his relationship with the Bucks and everyone else. So. Yeah, he, he would have gone there eventually, but he's another one of those ones that feels like he's just not done a lot. He's done a lot, but he hasn't done anything. But now that Omega's back, and when the um, Undisputed Era, or whatever they're called now in AEW, come back to full fitness. We'll get that match. Well, I, I've got. I I thought about this a little bit, right? With this uh, this whole like people not doing a lot thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, you can't have everybody doing everything all at once all the time, right? But there, I do have a bit of a theory on it. Well, go on, eh? a bit of an Austin theory on it, right? I think it's because the mid card has a massive gaping hole in it, where it it really shouldn't, right? You think even in NXT, the mid-card could still feel like a huge deal because your mid-card matches, people weren't wrestling in the mid-card because, oh, they're only ever going to be the mid-card. They just weren't in the title picture. But they could still have matches that meant something, right? We don't have that really in the mid-card and we should have it in the mid-card because we now have two men's mid-card championships. But the TNT title honestly really doesn't mean anything anymore. No, and that's the problem they've got. when they, They're better at building heel champions than they are building face champions. I, can, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think AEW's really good at sometimes building a face... Challenger. A, a babyface challenger in the run-up to the match. But once they've got the belt... It's like a cat chase and a mouse, and once they've got it, they just what do you do with it now? It's just on the floor, and someone's got to clean it up. So they, well, it just that sort of just happens, and it's always a mess. And it kind of, I'm not, and I'm not putting anyone down. Like Wardlow taking the TNT title was a great move, absolutely. Follow on from the momentum off the back of the MJF stuff. But now what are we doing with Wardlow? Because we're going to go into All Out and he's in a six-man tag match. Yeah. Which means the third or or maybe even fourth AEW pay-per-view in a row where the TNT title isn't defended. It's and you can't tell me it's because, well, it's not on TNT. Well, I barely defend the title anyway on TV. Because it, it doesn't get defended on, on Rampage anyway. No. Really. So, you know, Rampage is more about Ring of Honor than it is the TNT title. I think there's been more Ring of Honor title matches on Rampage than has been the TNT title. Which is all the more reason maybe if they're going to do a TV show, just make Rampage Ring of Honor. Well, didn't they want, they want to do a women's show as well, don't they? Have they got enough? Because it feels like it's the same people. Again, it's a bit much for me. There's a lot. I mean, they've got Rampage, Dynamite, Dark, Dark, Dark Elevation. Elevation. Um, there's another one as well, isn't there? Yeah, same as WWE. WWE's so. got loads. It's Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, Level Up, Superstars Main Event. Yeah, but no one watches them. Saturday Night Main Event. Well, Saturday Night Main Event is their live event. Wrestling Challenge. Oh, what was it? <laughs> WWE Live. Heat, Velocity. Heat, Velocity, Metal. Jacked. Jacked. Was it Jacked? It was Jacked, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
And metal. Yeah, metal. I, I, don't, I don't think I ever saw Jacks on metal. But they were definitely on, t- <laughs> they were definitely on Sky over here. But you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, I just feel like there's never... What I, I don't know what the last interesting TNT title rivalry was. And there isn't one with the All-Atlantic. Well, no, because they... Because, again, both the champions are involved in all the six-man stuff. And Pac only defends the All-Atlantic title in countries like England and Japan. He doesn't defend it on their TV. It's their title. I like the fact they're defending it around different yeah, countries. Yeah, and, and that, is, that is very cool. But it's still, like, let's... You know, we, we just need to build more... You know, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs doesn't need a title... So they, they can do it, and that's a big deal match for me. And I think Christian and Jungle Boy, same same deal. Feels like a big deal. It, feel, it feels like that's been personal. They've been doing personal stuff, but it just feels like another match on the cards for them because they're not... The title match, or it's just not... It feels like just making a big deal out of it. It's because a lot of stuff... It's, it, it, it's strange. I just feel like Adam Cole... Probably could have been... What I'm saying is I think Adam Cole could have put him in TNT title stuff then. Like, whilst he wasn't going around for the, the AW... And I know he's been in the AW world title picture. Technically, he was in the new, uh, the IWGP title picture. Yeah. In that, but it's never really felt like he was a genuine contender. And I think that's, that's sometimes a problem with the AW booking because when you know it's always going to be a long-term thing, that's why actually the CM Punk squash was quite cool, was quite different, because actually... That was the opposite of what I was expecting. I fully expected Punk to beat Moxley. Yeah. And he didn't. And not only did he not beat him, but he got squashed. And the trouble is, a lot of the time, is that you get these, you know, a champion wins a belt, straight into a new feud. Well, he's not going to drop it straight away, is he? And I know you, you that's going to happen everywhere. But the thing is, is like, for me, I know that, like, for the first three, maybe even four months, the title probably isn't going anywhere. No. And that means you're now, you're, you're stuck for three or four months with rivalries that you can't really fully get yourself into because you know kind of how it's going to go down but at the I, end do, of it. I do like the fact they've got four pay-per-views a year but there seems to be more TV specials to where well, they could do this kind of thing yeah. but one thing they've got it feels like <coughs> there's only one challenger there's only one challenger for the world title where in WWE it feels like anyone from like six or seven people could be the next challenger or be the next champion it feels like AEW is just concentrating on one person at a time yeah, and and that's it. But but I'm saying you can apply that logic even to the mid card, and it would make yeah. those mid card belts mean more and give people more to do. It's just it's weird. I get what you're saying, but again, you know, like I still don't think everybody should be doing everything all at once. It's like how the but, fuck? But you but there really could be more being done with the with the mid card titles that actually make them mean something, because it's really difficult for the guy to make the title. When, you know, you, you can't just make the title just by you being there. Wardlow could easily make the TNT title, but he needs people to work with. He needs a good rivalry to work with. And maybe, maybe, once we wrap up Hobbs and Stark, maybe we do Hobbs and, and Wardlow. They make and that's of, something I think we probably could invest could in. Could they make that number one contender instead of just being a match? Because it feels like... Cause it's because of the open challenge thing. I think that's what's sort of done it yeah, in. It's not... They, yeah, well, anyway. But it is. It's, it's what's done it in for, if for a little while. If that's true, how comes everyone that challenges for the Ring of Honor title seems to be interrupting the champion and say, I'll challenge. 
Yeah. D- Dustin Rhodes, what have you done lately? Nothing. I've shown for the title. All right, I'll give it to you. I think sometimes that doesn't matter. You can do that with some titles if you have got enough titles, and they do have enough titles now. Yeah. But you shouldn't do it with all of them. Nah. I think that's the thing. But... Should we lighten up, should we lighten up a bit and play a game? What's the game you want to play? I'm going to give you a wrestler's real name, yeah. and you have to guess who the wrestler is. I don't know if I want to. You're going to have to. All right, I'll do it. Right. So I'll give you a, I'll give you a clue, but I won't give you like options like I did the last time I did a quiz, a quiz with you. Right. So. So you're not going to give me multiple choice. No. Can I? I'll can, give you. I'll give and you I a, can have clues if I ask for clues. I'll give. I'll say the name and say they're like mid card or they're in a tag team. Or they've won, they've no, been. well, only if I ask for a clue. Let's okay. see if I can nail them. Okay, so the first name. This is I've got a list of WWE, some AEW, and some like random names. Thomas Pestock. Um. Okay, I'm going to need to know the company. This is WWE for this life first lot. It's all WWE. Yeah, all WWE for the first time. Okay, Thomas. Thomas Pedstark. Yeah. Thomas Pedstark. Dexter Lumis? Nope. In-ring performer? Yeah. Thomas Pedstark. Alright, give me a clue. Had a match at SummerSlam. Oh, well, I can't remember what the matches were. <laughs> Clap your hands if you know it. Uh, what? Clap your hands if you know it. Is that a clue? Yeah. <laughs> I give up. It's Happy Corbin. If you're happy, you know it. Clap your hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Corbin. <laughs> I forgot about him and McAfee. Yeah. Right. This one is... The real name is Sidney Bateman. And um, he's... Well, if I say 24-7, it'll be a bit too easy, won't it? Is it someone who's won it a lot? Yeah. Who's won it a lot? Probably someone who's won it... <laughs> What's the name? Sydney ba- uh, Sydney Bateman. Give me a better clue. Um, champagne. If you remember. Your your clues are really bad. I know. The I thing is, I can't. Some people of- listening are going to know. They're going to know, but I don't. No. I'm not one of those people. So you're going to have to tell me. Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. His first character was Champagne. I completely forgot about Reggie. This one, so. this one is a woman, Demi Bennett. Rhea Ripley. Yeah. This next one is a tag team, a tag team, a tag team wrestler. Mm-hmm. Todd Smith. Chad Gable. No, because that's his real name. I think. <laughs> is it? I think it might be. Oh yeah, pro- yeah, probably is actually. One of the few in WWE. That is it Todd? Could. Todd Smith. Todd Smith. Todd Smith on SmackDown. Is he one of the Viking Raiders? Maybe. Yeah, it's Roe. No. Oh, Ivar. It's Ivar. When you think of that... I, just, I, I said two different versions of the names then as well. Yeah. When you think of um, 
a Viking. The real name, Todd Smith, does not <laughs> come up to mind. <laughs> right, this next one is someone we're going to see at Clash. Stephen Farley. Not Gunter. No. Oh, Drew McIntyre. No. Hey. Seamus. Is that his real name? That's his real name. Stephen Farley. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd never knew that. I actually wished I'd never known that. Uh, Seamus is forever ruined for hmm. me. I'm only joking. I love Seamus. What I'm actually asking to be. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that woman here, Doria. Stephen Farley, is it Gunter? <laughs> I can't even tell. I can't, I... Uh, let's see. Uh, Dor- Doria Benetti, I think her name was. What? Doria Benetti. Benetto. Doria Benetto. That was it. My writing shit, sorry. It's a woman. Raquel. No. Elia. No. I couldn't, because Elia's name is so hard, I, I, even I would not want to write it down. Who? Sonia. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. That was, uh, that was painful. But yeah. we got there in the end. Now for some more pain. Let's do these predictions before I end up wanting to throw my head in. And if you like it, there'll be more next week. (laughs) I got six more names, by the way. Oh my God. And it's not, it's just any wrestler that I've picked. When I do another quiz for you, you're in trouble. You're in, you're in big trouble. Little China? Good film. It is. Should we start with Crash? Because that's first. Let's start with All Out. Yeah, okay. Because we're going to be at Clash, so we'll yeah. end it on that one. With Mark Lensman doing the commentary. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Um, all right, then, so the all-out card. I'll and and Brittany being the referee. And Brittany, bitch. So oh, don't you have it on here? It's on... Um, no, I turned it off that. Oh. Um, Actually, I've got it on. In Chicago, once again, so like you said on the pre-show, we, it looks like we're going to get um, Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. Do we should care we, about pre-show? Because we never really... We can, we can guess it if we want. Kingston. Mm. Yeah. But I do think Sammy will get involved. Okay, we'll say Kingston. Um, so, obviously, the AEW World Trios Championship match is going to be tricky to call at the moment. Well, tonight on Dynamite, as we're recording, it's going to be a United Empire against the Elite, which we think Elite's going to win. And Dark Order, I can't remember who they've got, but Dark Order in this series. So, so we think it's going to be the Elite versus Dark Order. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Elite's going to win. Well, there's, it feels a bit of a cop out. Well, I think they will because you won't have the Elite lose on their pay per view, will they? Now, I'm saying that's a hard one to call because we don't know for definite what the teams are going to be. But if it is, if it's uh, Dark Order Elite, I'm going to say Dark Order. If it's Dark Order and United Empire. Do you know what? If it's any any other, um, if, it's, if it's if it's any other combination of teams other than Dark Order and the Elite, because if it's that, I'm going to say Dark Order. But if it's any other combination, I'm going to say United Empire. Well, I'm going to say the other tag team, the other team, are, the other bracket is. Um, Dark Order versus Best Friends, but the thing the thing about it is, Dark Order doesn't have Hangman in it, so 
Would that work? If it's not Hangman. Well, unless Hangman... Right, it, it, Hangman... They could kind of convolute it, but I was going to say Hangman could turn on Dark Order and... Yeah, possibly. You know, the Elite, well, I don't know. But I'm saying Elite's going to win it anyway, because I just don't think, why would they bring Kenny back for a trios title they wanted for so long? Well, from one trios match to another, Wardlow and FTR taking on Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Technically the pinnacle reunion. Uh, technically, yeah. Another one with the TNT top not on the line. And you got the Ring of Honor and New Japan Tag Champions. Yeah. Not, well, you, say, you say you can't defend their tag titles or whatever, but... <laughs> um, I'm going to say Wardlow and FTR. It makes sense. Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose. Because it was meant to be Satnam Singh and um, in this match, but they replaced him with the Machine Guns, which is fine with me, because I like the Machine Guns. Yeah. I kind of wish it was 10 years ago, or 10, 15 years ago, when they were probably the best tag team in America. I think it would be really good. But yeah, it's going to be a good match, no matter what. But you can't have Wardlow and FTR who have been pushing to be these... Like, no, they 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 won't just lose to... You know, in a random, basically, what's an exhibition match? Well, they did that with... Which I'm sure is going to be one of those matches where it's going to be good, but I'm going to be sat there, you know, at the four and a half, five hour point going, that match could have been on Dynamite. But... <laughs> yeah, but you say that, we talk, we said that about when um, United Empire fought some random six man before Forbidden Door and they lost. Well, so that, yeah, I suppose. Anything can happen, but better than Pinnacle. Anything can happen, and it will be Wardlow and FTR. Yeah. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hakaru Shida for the uh, interim AW Women's title. So I'm saying I think Tony Storm is um, the because I, I don't think Britt or, or Hikaru will do it because you know they've already been champions. So I think we want something new. Um, I don't think Tony Storm is probably the one to bet against. She probably is the most likely to win, but I, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Jamie Hayter win it um, and then break her away from Britain, you know, because that's sort yeah. of been seeds there for a long time with that, isn't it? So, yeah, that could work. Or, well, but, you know, they could break them up without her having to win it to begin with. Could do. You know, just break well, well, yeah, from, I mean, from winning anyway. You mean have a woman feud that isn't for the title? I mean, it sounds crazy, but it, it just might work. Because... The, I'll say Tony. Uh, well, Tony sort of was meant to win the women's title before this injury came about, so I'm going to say Tony as well. Go I feel like I've made a mistake and I should have stayed with Jamie Hayter, but I will... Because we don't want... If it's Britt Baker, then I'm not watching for about a week. No, we don't know who's going to be in the casino ladder match yet then. No, but if Hangman's not in the the Dark Order match, he'll be in it. Maybe this is M- MGF's return. Um, you're probably going to have... That's a good shout. Daniel Garcia might be in it. He might... He might I was hoping they are pushing... Newer guys. Tony Tony did make a statement, I think, saying that um, exciting things were going to happen at All Out. So, usually when he says that, he's alluding to some sort of debut, or at least maybe a return. Well, that's the thing, though. And let's be honest, it's not going to be Jimmy Havoc. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's definitely in Cody. It could be Brandy. Maybe that's oh, what she Brandy's, was training in ring for. Well, Brandy's apparently signing to be with WWE as a wrestler again. No. We'll see, but this battle royal about where there's we can't we can't possibly no it's, it's, if we'd done this because this tomorrow we might yeah. end, but we still might not but we didn't yeah. 
<laughs> Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. I think Brian needs it more than Jericho, doesn't he? Um, it feels like Jericho. I I guess I mm, well, as good as that match I think is going to be, I think the story there probably is Daniel Garcia. That's 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 the reason why. And actually, I'd say if Daniel Garcia isn't in that, um, if he is in the casino ladder match, then I think he'd be a good pick for for the winner of it. Probably, maybe Wheeler, but um, I'll say I'm going to say for, I'm going to go for Brian because I think. But then again, where does this lead for the titles later on? Is this like not a contenders match, but like you're going up? For a title. I think if Garcia gets involved, I think um, I think he stays with Jericho. Because the idea I think, is... I think if he gets involved, he stays with Jericho, helps Jericho win. I'm saying Jericho. Because the idea is, because Garcia wanted to become part, probably the BCC, and Jericho stopping it, that could be the really could cost him. Yeah, but... I think that's too. I think that's too easy. I, I'm saying Jericho. I think there's more swerves in that, which brings us to Swerve in Our Glory. Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee taking on the acclaimed Anthony Bowens, Max Caster for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. I want to say the acclaimed. I want to say it because I think that the only like from the early days have not challenged for the title. Mm-hmm. But because once again they. For like weeks, it felt like Swerve and Algarve were gonna fall out and like split up, but then that's gone quiet again. So that could it could still resurface, but I think the acclaimed, especially after this recent angle they've done with the Gun Club, which was genuinely really fun. Yeah, and I never thought I'd say that about anything the Gun Club did, um, <laughs> but it, it has been really good. Um, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying the acclaimed. I'm gonna say Swerve, but only because. Got to predict more different than you from more than one match. <laughs> Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. I'm going for Christian. I think the heel should win this first match. I don't think there's going to be another one after this. I think they, it, the, I, I feel like this is. I feel like we've done all we can really do now. If it it feels like this has gone on for a really long time already. But if they hadn't done the Luchasaurus, oh by the way, I'm going straight back to Jungle Boy when he comes back after like being away for like a week or whatever it was. I would have said Jungle Boy, but no, I'm gonna, I'm saying I'm going to stick with Jungle Boy. It feels like it should be more than just a one on one. It feels like it should be, like I said to you earlier today, buried alive because they keep talking about burying people and dying. <laughs> I know. Oh, so, so okay. Well, we we that's our first third. Um, what else did we disagree on? The last two. You were still saying Swerve. Yeah. Oh. Sucks to be you. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I Easy think for I th- me. That's Hobbs. Uh, yeah, I say Hobbs because it should be a match where no matter who wins, they're both given that step of this is the future. Mm-hmm. The Hobbs. They'll both come out, I think, looking amazing. Like we said, like from that segment. But I just hope it's not another. I just hope it's more than like ten minutes. Yeah, I think Hobbs takes that one, and then. Announced why so far, then it's just Jade Cargill. Uh, I'll say it. Jade Cargill versus Athena for the uh, TBS Championship. Uh, I think Jade 
Thames. I'm going for Athena only because I'm kind of. It's not. Her. Had, to be fair, it has been a long time coming. This it's, one. Yeah, it feels like it's been like six, seven months. So which which could mean they've been holding off on it so long because the plan always was for her to take it. Yeah, and it feels like, unlike with Roman having a long throw reign for Jade, kind of ruined her a bit. It's kind of got boring. Yeah, she's what thirty five and oh, whatever she is, but it feels like she's not. The matches haven't been that special, and the, the rivalry hasn't been that special. Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to agree, Athena. Thinking about it, it's been a long time. I'll go Athena. But so I, hope, now... I hope she's not a Ruby <laughs> or a Dory or a Dory, where she challenges and challenges with titles and just doesn't win. What about what could be the main event then? So we still think we're probably going to get Moxley and Punk. That's what the rumor is. But we're, once again, we'll see what happens on Dynamite today. I mean, we don't know right now, do we? Because Moxley's not... I mean, there, there is currently no scheduled AEW world title match Yeah, the pay-per-views this weekend. I know. So I guess maybe we'll find out tonight. It's just Dynamite tonight. So yeah. maybe we'll find out tonight. I think if, it, if we do get Moxley and Punk, I think Punk wins this one. And be. then it's the heel turn, I think, at All Out, fully. Could be. But it's it'd be a weird place to pull it off because it's in Chicago. That's the only thing. Yeah. Which which is then what makes me think maybe it's not a heel turn because actually the Chicago crowd's going to go nuts for Punk winning. But then do you still want to upset the crowd by having MJF come out afterwards? You know, and MJ, I, I don't know. There's a lot of... Because there's, there's a lot of uncertainty with some of the other matches and what could happen there. It's really difficult to predict it. Well, the plan apparently was MJF to return to face Punk at, four, at All Out for the title. Obviously, the injury didn't help with Punk, so... Yeah... Well, that's, that's predictions for that. Clash at the castle now then. So we're both going to be there. I did eventually get my tickets. I waited for them to go down. Some quick news on Clash at the castle. For those uh, who may still be looking for a ticket, I think as of today, which is 31st of August 2022, 22. there was about um, 6,000 tickets left. It probably is a bit under now. Um, there is some controversy with the, the way the tickets have been handled. It's not been brilliant, in all honesty. Um, those tickets were ridiculous prices at one point. And a lot of people would have paid that money for them um, just to then see, you know, a few weeks later they were halved in price. So um, the current controversy is, of course, with all the seating changes um, for everybody, including myself. And I think maybe for you as well, Ash. Yeah. We're waiting for our digital tickets. We haven't had them come through yet. Apparently, it's probably going to be the day before because there may be some seating changes. Um, it probably is going to impact um, some people um, negatively from what I am seeing particularly on the um, Clash of the Castle Facebook group, which I'm no longer a member of because it did my head in. And that's going back to what I was saying about toxic fans. Yeah, I I mean, I've had my fill of that and it wasn't for me. Um, But yeah, it is annoying. But, you know, regardless, um, I think when we're all there and this thing just kicks off and we all become a part of history. Like, yeah, that's, I think this is a real big thing. Yeah. You know, it's the first, um, not the first event, you know, not the first pay-per-view technically that WWE has done over here since, um, SummerSlam 92, but it is the first like kind of actual big one. Yeah. That isn't a glorified house show like rebellion and insurrection and some of the other ones. Well, there's one night only, which kind of did, Help, but it wasn't like a, it was only for like the UK, really. 
that was nineteen ninety seven win. But this is like WrestleMania level in terms of like the amount oh, of people we're probably going to have there. This is a really big stadium that probably can seat, I think, up to eighty thousand with the floor seats. More probably. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for it. I really am looking forward to it. Let's go through our predictions. There's not many announced matches for this so far. Only, Only six. six. And there might be more, like we always do when we do our predictions. There'll probably be like two more. I don't think there was anything added on the pre-taped SmackDown, but there might be, they might have like done pre-taped we'll backstage see. stuff that no one saw on the night. I'm expecting at least another couple matches, but yeah. we'll see what happens. At the moment, though, the only ones we've got confirmed... Um, we know we're going to get the Intercontinental title between Gunter defending against Sheamus. Hang on. Let me just, this is what you're going to hear a lot of. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that. A lot of that. And a lot of thuds. A lot of slaps. And um, I think just a lot of cheers. This is going to be a really hard-hitting match. Like This this, this is one of those... It's going to be a contender for a match of the night. I've it's got, going to be stiff. Yeah, In my in my head, I'm getting. we're going to get the Gunter... Dragon off matches, but with a but with him on his with, with Sheamus being the bigger version of Dragon off. I well that's I, that's where I think it might turn around a bit because Sheamus is the bigger guy, and he's never won the IC title. No, and that is one of the stories going into it, hmm. which is a nice you know touch on it really. Um, you know, Cardiff really is only a stone's throw, like Sheamus put it in his promo. You know, away from where he grew up, you know, and so it's it's it is one of those things. I, if Sheamus wins it, um, that's a, a big record breaking moment. He does mm-hmm. become a grand slam, a grand slam. So he could walk away with it. I don't think he will, but it's getting, it might get to that point where the thing is, it, I there's a theory because we'll do it last, but between him and Drew, I don't think both of them are going to lose their matches. I just hope it's not a DQ bullshit. They wouldn't dare do that to us in the UK. Because, they would. Because have you seen how people behave at football games? It ain't happening. Yeah. There'll be trouble. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think there'll be... Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the quote-unquote hometown guys um, are going to... They're not all going to lose. I think Seamus wins this one. I want Gunter to win. But I, want, I, 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 I don't but care who it, wins. That's the thing. I don't care. I just won the match I got in my head and it might happen. Yeah. No, I don't care who wins it. I think this will be great, but I'm I'm going to say Seamus. Gunter. We've got Edge and Mysterio taking on the Judgment Day members, Damien Priest and Finn Balor. Um, I think not only do the Judgment Day win... But I think Dominic helps them, and I'm gonna. I've been calling it since Mania, but I genuinely, honestly feel like now is the time, and I really feel like Dominic does it. And if we're gonna see Bray, this is where we see him. I'd rather see Bray with the as another one of those challenge for the title types. Like I said, there's like six or seven people that can challenge now. Just felt like Maybe, but then Bray's character always was one of those that does. It feels like he doesn't necessarily need to be in a well, title picture to would it be, be interesting. Would it be Bray, or would it be the what? Would it be the Fiend, or would it just be a different character altogether? Well, exactly. It's oh, but, excuse me. Exactly, you just don't know, dear. Do like it really could be anything. But if you're one, if you're getting him back, I feel like it should be a bigger moment than just Judgment Day, which 
Well, you don't, yeah, but it's already a big moment because this is this is a big show. A Paul White. This is a very big Paul White. I'm saying Judgment Day though. Fair enough. I'm saying I'm going for Edge and Ray. Well, you're wrong. So but, got Matt... but I think I think the dumb thing will happen at the end of the match. Okay. Yeah, I know. I I am leaning towards it. It's going to happen, but I would rather have it after the match because on Raw, he asked why he's not in the match because Ray said he's just not ready. Dom's not ready for this type of thing. Building. For something they said they would never happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Dom Mysterio. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if Ray's a heel? And finally, after, like, how many games they did that when he was a heel? They finally <laughs> hear it. Matt Riddle. Seth freaking Rollins. Oh. Freaking Rollins. This is one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most, especially after Matt Riddle started throwing F-bombs about on Raw, because... It felt so personal and real after that. Well, They've done a good job. Real stuff. Good job. Hats off. It's just, it's, do you know what? I would have accepted this match in Hell in a Cell, but Hell in a Cell's already been. And Extreme Rules is next month's big show. But yeah, but they could they could easily carry this through to next month, I think. Yeah. Easily. I, I think, though... Um, I think Rollins... I think Rollins needs it because he's not on a big... Pay-per-view matches for so long. I think Rollins beats Riddle here. Yeah. But I'm kind of... In my head, I'm seeing an RKO from the stomp. That could be the finish. Could happen, but I, I Rollins wins this for me. I can't see any other way. It I would, don't mind either way, but I think it, Rollins wins it. It would be nice if Orton comes back, but I don't think... Once again, Flo's just for coming back. I don't think so. Mm, yeah, exactly. Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky. Damage control. Damage control. I think they probably... They should win. I think they will. Bailey pins Bianca. That'd be good. I'd like to see the champ get pinned. Set something up. Yeah. Yeah. But how comes we're fine with that? Not being... The, the women's title not being... I'm not. Won. I'd rather see the women's title in a match. Yeah. I would. Like that out of all of the matches on this card, that six women's match is the one that I'm least interested in. I'm not. I'm. I'm in- and uh, purely because, like, I, it just, it's one of those, you know, that is one of those it feels like could be on Raw. I would much rather see Bailey Bianca. Which is why I think Bailey's going to pin her. And, that, and, and that's why I'm happy for that, because then if that means we're going to set that up further down the road, cool. I'd like to have been there for it. Yeah. But, you know, if we're going to see it, then that's still, you know, it's good. We do have one uh, women's title match, though. It's Liv yes. Morgan with Shayna Baszler. Um, proof, do we proof. think Shayna wins? Well, proof that Triple H is in control, because Shayna would have got nowhere near. <laughs> I know, yeah. I I do. I think Liv retains, and I think I, I think if Ronda is coming over, I think Ronda costs Shayna. No, I think if... I, th- I think, if we, I think we start over, setting it up. Because... <laughs> Liv Morgan's not the baby face in this storyline. Even though she's getting battered by Shayna. So all the more reason if you want her to be the baby face, and she is a good baby face, all the more reason, like I said in the last show, move Ronda away from her. Because Get Ronda in there with Shayna Baszler, why not? It'd be amazing. I want, I'm want. i going to say Liv's going to win, because she's gone. SummerSlam, she beat an MMA fighter by carrying her submission hold. She's going to do the same. She could do, yeah. She could do. And tap at the same time like she did with Ronda. So then at Extreme Rules, you might get triple threat. 
No. First meeting between Shayna and Ronda is going to be one-on-one. Well, we thought... <laughs> we did say once S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to be main event at Rainier. It was a main event at Battleground. So anything, <laughs> anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Does that anything include Roman Reigns being dethroned from his 200 and... For, no, no, it's longer than that. Um, not too, Where am I getting 200 from? 600. 670. I think I was thinking two years. Isn't it? Something like that. It's two years mm. today. I know, it's scary. Two years today. Um, I honestly, honestly, hand in my heart, I would like to see Roman keep the titles forever. Unlike unlike Jade, it feels like because all the match, all the tell me a bad Roman Reigns match since on this run. Apart from probably Lesnar at Mania, I've not seen. Well, one. there was that. It wasn't a bad match, but that weird finish with Demon Finn Balor. Yeah, but that was still a good match apart apart from that moment. I um, I think the thing is though, if it's got to come to an end, and you see these stories about um, USA Network wanting a new top champion on their show again. And the whole idea with carrying cross was going to be to maybe start moving things in that direction and whatever. Like, I think um, if we're going to split the belts back up again, Roman's going to have to lose one, which means he is going to have to take an L somewhere. I think if it is going to happen anywhere, and it's going to happen soon, then Drew probably is the best person for it. Yeah. And that would honestly be a really nice way to circle back around to you know drew got his mania moment but never really got his mania moment because it was in front of no one and he was the wwe champion throughout the pandemic much like moxley over in AEW, they carried that company on their backs they carried each in you know each respective company on their backs during an unprecedented time you know one that we've never seen and hopefully would never see again but like no one's ever been tested like that ever no. And I think they both did a really, really good job with it. And Drew, you know, Drew just never got that moment. And this could really be it. And yes, it's not going to be WrestleMania, but this is like as good of WrestleMania as you can get. Like the first big show, you know, since SummerSlam 92. And you talk about SummerSlam 92 and you're looking at Brett and Bulldog and it's, it's this iconic moment, iconic mm-hmm. match, you know, and, and this could be the same thing here. With an could, iconic moment. Very much could be. It really could be. I think if they want to send the fans home happy, I think Drew is going to take this. But I do want to count off record and say that if Roman does retain, I won't be mad. I won't be. I just Because you know how in there goes, oh, he can't do it without Paul Heyman and the Uso. That's what he was supposed to do. But Exactly. I just because no one can play when Kenny Omega and the Elite did the same thing. Did they? Mm, I think they did. But we always find something to complain about in the yeah. wrestling club. But so. um, <laughs> Paul Heyman's not been on TV since SummerSlam. And he, Selling the F5. Yeah. In that theory is that um, Heyman comes back and costs Roman by going to Port, going to Drew. No, no, no. But you I, can't I do can't, that. You I, can't do it's that It's not going to happen. cannot do it over here. It won't happen. Bad, that's a bad idea. It won't. I don't. I honestly don't think that's going to happen. Even if Fury comes and cashes in, they might have that big thing where I won the title in a, in the UK. 
because we've only had like there, one. There, there's just a lot of different components because we we still don't know what we might get with Sammy and Kevin carrying Cross if Bray does return and he's in that title picture. We don't know what Taker's doing if he's going to show up anywhere. Well, Taker's Taker's in Cardiff no matter what. Yeah, he's yeah. And Bray supposedly has been spotted in Wales. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I think it's a. It'll be a really magical moment, a re- and it will be a really memorable moment for Drew, and a well deserved one for him if he if he does. Um, he's the he's the, he's in all of the media stuff at the minute. He's the one on Sky Sports. He's the one going around taking photos with everybody, shaking hands, kissing babies, blah blah blah. Like he's the one that's been. It, it's it. It feels like we're pushing him for his big moment. Yeah. It probably is imminent. I'm happy either way. I think Clash at the Castle. If you're going to be going, if you do see us there, if you recognise us, like if you recognise us, we're not sat together actually. Cause, no, because I got mine a lot later. Well, we might be after this sh- shuffle. Um. But if we are, then somebody's been mugged off because you're in the nosebleed seats and I'm somewhere in the middle. Technically, currently at the moment, I should be somewhere roughly around the ramp, like above the entrance. Cool. Um, on, on that sort of side in the middle tier. And I think you're sort of... In the corner, I think. Towards one of the opposite ends, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll see, anyway. Um, if you see us, though, do honestly just come over and say hello. And we're going to have a... Yeah, we're going to have a good laugh no matter what. Oh, it's going to be great. It'll be a so, wonderful, amazing time. Next time when we're back, we'll be reviewing it and all out. Yeah, we will. We'll probably do two separate episodes um, for each review. Uh, and then we're. I think we're probably going to go back into our sort of more topic area podcast. Probably, yeah. And um, we'll see what, we, what we're going to have coming up there. So still making our way through the, the War Games ones. It is going to be coming. Um, there's just there's there's a lot though. There were so many war game type matches, and I'm still forgetting to do WCW 2000. We can all forget to do that. Yeah, to be honest, we don't need. to I got halfway that. through and just thought, fuck it, why not? Let's, Stop. Let's just never do them. The raw DVD might as well fucking leave it now. <laughs> but everyone, I think that's that's probably the wrap for today. When we uh, when we're back, Clash at the Castle will be in the books. All Out will be in the books. Also, Worlds Collide, which yeah. Well, we, yeah. we don't really care about, but there are, good, there are possibly good matches on there. Biggest show of the weekend. Yeah. Um, also, check out like our Facebook, Twitter pages, Instagram, because there's going to be photos. Maybe even check the YouTube, because we might have videos. Yeah, we'll definitely be putting some stuff up there. Because the YouTube channel will be used a lot more, because uh, we've got something special planned for that. <laughs> we do. Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. I was just thinking, then, well, what? <laughs> yeah, we do, Ash. Why don't you tell everybody what we got? Nah, well, I think what, what leave, got? leave it as a surprise. What, like a mystery? Yeah, you box it in. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to unbox that. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wherever you are, everyone, what are you doing? We hope you're having a great day. And um, we will see you on the flip side. Make sure to all look after yourselves. Look after one another, especially those going to Clash at the Castle. Stop talking about if you're bringing belts. Um, You think people should put them on the line. I'm bored of it now. It's one of the reasons I've left that group. If I hear it, I'm telling you, I'm super kicking you. But I do still love you. All right. So, everybody, until next time. See you, boys and girls. And did you forget? Yeah. (laughs) 
See you boys! And girls, I think. Oh, girls, I girls. Boy! So it's a smaller demographic, actually. I wonder why. What the cause? Yeah. What? <laughs>